I have talked about for years that I needed to start therapy. Mm-hmm. And last week I had my first session. And that shit was changing, groundbreaking. Bro. Uh I I I cried the entire time. <laughs> even on stuff that wasn't even sad. <laughs> yeah. So I think I was just overwhelmed. Um but yeah. Um that was cool, I guess. The other thing. This is gonna sound like it's a we starting on a bad note, but I just gotta tell. I went to the vet uh like an hour before that. And I have found out that Koopy has a lump on his, uh, well, I knew he had a lump on his ear. That's why I took him. But I found out that he's going to have to have that removed because it might be cancerous. Yeah. How so, long was it there? What is that? How long was it there? It's, it had showed up last year as a, it was a little, they gave me some ointment and it went down. And it stayed about the same, but re- like the last couple of weeks, it started getting bigger. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess about since it got noticeably big, it was probably about three, three, four weeks. But I couldn't set an appointment with my vet because they are booked and busy. Yeah. So I finally got him in. So I, so the vet she saved. That piece of information to the end. She went through everything. She was like, he's a very good boy. He's sweet. He was cooperative the whole time. He's ideal weight. His ears were clean. But. <laughs> and if she told me that, I'd just start crying. Oh. And then uh, you could tell she wasn't thinking that this big black man in her office was going to cry. <laughs> so she's like, I'm sorry, I'm very direct. <laughs> no, um, no shit, lady. <laughs> I mean, what does she think is gonna be like? All right, ooh, ooh, ooh. right. Like, all right, that's cool. My dog might have a disease that kills humans and animals. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? No big deal. Right. And she was like, and I get it. I get it. He's like part of the family. And then the whole time Cooper's looking up, he's like, Nigga, what what's going on? And then he gets yeah. like he tries to get up in my life, like, it's gonna be all right. Like, you stupid dog. You don't even know what danger you're <laughs> So he's well, I mean that's the best part, I guess. He doesn't really know. Yeah. So he's got surgery next Wednesday. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I can hear you now on the Zoom. But yeah, so where were we? Oh, so yeah, I found out about Cooper. He's having surgery. A bitch is trying to get healed. (laughs) That shit. I'm excited to start therapy, but it's like it took a lot for me to get here to where I like I've talked to other guys uh since they have started therapy and we all kind of have the same journey uh-huh. it's so much to overcome because we as boys were socialized not to uh even have emotion uh-huh. emotion besides anger anger is susceptible everything else isn't so much. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's also cool that my my uh, therapist is a black man, which was oh, so. Yeah, it was something I looked for, and then I started procrastinating because people I kept running into people not accepting patients and other stuff like that. But eventually, like one day, I was just like, okay, I need to start therapy, like for sure. No ifs, hands, or buts about it. And so I found one, and it's pretty cool. Kudos to you, my dog. Appreciate that, homie. 
I'm, uh, I'm gonna get there eventually. <laughs> Everybody, everybody's on different journeys. That shit is, that shit is stressful though. Finding a therapist, people don't talk. That's one thing that people really don't talk about enough. Actually, finding the right one. Yeah, and you know, making sure insurance and other stuff like that is good. Mm-hmm. Everybody is just always like, "Go to therapy, go to therapy," but it's like, like you can just wake up and go, and that's it. Right. There's barriers. Some rightfully so, and some not so much. So, uh, my co-host has been booked and busy. Man, I'm still tired from fucking Saturday, bro. Dude, so how many uh, bridesmaids was it? There was 15. Holy shit. Well, no, there was 13 bridesmaids. One... um, her mom and then the there was one other lady we did that wasn't an actual bridesmaid but yeah so 15 and then the bride Mm. but luckily i was able to hire my girl kayla that i used to work with at mac um crazy story i was trying to Put one of my other friends on <clears throat> another black girl because it is just a black wedding. And I know, you know, black women have their reservations about other makeup artists of other races. Yeah. Um, and that was a fucking flop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I told you that story. Yeah. Um, she she stopped her own bag. Hey, sometimes people you can't save people from themselves. Man, this, it just really sucks sometimes. Like, really be trying to like keep it in a community and help each other come up, but we can really get in our own way a lot of the times. Yeah. So, but I mean, it ended up working out perfect. Like, we were on schedule. We're actually ahead of schedule, which is what I was worried about because my typical, um, typically when I take just like regular clients, it takes me 45 minutes for my most like basic package, which is what they were getting because, I mean, we didn't have time for anything extra. Like (laughs) I told the bride, I said, look, everybody's getting a neutral look. I'm preparing lip kits for everybody to do their own lip when it gets closer to the time of the ceremony. Because for one, it didn't make sense to put lips on people at 6 a.m., 7 a.m., knowing they were probably going to be eating and drinking and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I was also just trying to make sure I could do whatever we could to save the most time and just, like, stay on schedule. So that worked out really well. Um, Ayla got done when she was supposed to get done. I got done earlier than I was supposed to. And we got on up out of there. Um, it was kind of awkward at some moments because I could tell <laughs> some women were like very nervous to sit down in Kayla's chair, but I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna have any disrespect. So yeah, I wasn't paying them no mind. Like I, I could tell, like a lot of them were kind of like reluctant when they were walking up to her chair. And one lady, she was literally just asking about. Like lashes, she was asking a question about lashes before she sat down, and she kept like inching her way over to me to ask me the question about the lashes. And I'm like, girl, I'm literally working on somebody else's face. I don't know why you coming over here. Like I can help you right now. <laughs> but they were all pleasantly surprised that Kayla knew what the fuck she was doing. So shout out to Kayla. Right. But I, I feel like. When you look at certain people and their makeup is on point, you got to be like, I mean, she probably knows what she's doing. Yeah, and and even still, like, they got to know that 
I am not just going to bring anybody on that I haven't worked with or seen their work or any of that. Like, as soon as she walked in, like I let them know, like, this is my girl, Kayla. We worked at Mac together for years. Because most of the time when you say you work at Mac, people tend to relax a little bit. Right. It's like, okay, they, they doing the shit. <laughs> right. Like, I was trying to cut any bullshit from jump. <laughs> But it was pretty easy going, honestly. Like, literally all the bridesmaids were there and ready, like, at six. Like, when I got in, everybody walked in. So, pretty, pretty solid. But, listen, here, my back be in shambles after (laughs) doing that many people in a row. I bet. Um, So, my power just came on. So eventually we're we're gonna be able to switch back to uh StreamYard. My computer's booting up. Okay. I got about an hour ish before I have to start getting my shit ready for work. Okay. We should be good. Um But yeah, man, it's like the last couple of weeks has just been crazy, like life wise. So, a lot of shit. A lot of shit has happened. <laughs> a whole lot of shit. I just lost power. Everything. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Better? Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah. So, a lot of events in the world going on. A lot of shit we won't be able to get to, guys. It's all right. It's going to be all right. Can we start with the Erica Banks shit? Yes. I have the clip up. Let me. What'd you say? I said that shit got on my nerves. Okay. About to pull it up. Share your screen. I recorded with uh Steph our album thing. Mm-hmm. Uh using this, it actually worked really well. Oh y'all did stream yard too? Yeah. This was up. Okay. Here we go. Which ain't a certain type of look. If she don't look how I want her to look physically, I don't want her to come. Because the look of everything is so important to me. Like, if she ain't thick enough, nope. Her not idea good enough, nope. Can't dress, nope. <laughs> uh, skinny, nope. <laughs> and it's like, I don't feel like I'm discriminating. I just want a certain type of look. She could be the sweetest girl I ever met in my life. But if she don't look the part, I don't want her to come. Like, that's just not the vibe I'm on. Now, she can come to the cookout. She can come to the listening party. But the club, I feel like bitches got to look a certain way. So, that was Erica Banks, who is a rapper, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I think she's a rapper. (laughs) It's like, this this is a brief aside. We need to come as a community and decide what are celebrities yeah true like what are real celebrities or what are people that are known mm-hmm. so erica banks uh was talking about how uh as far as the women that go to the club with her they have to have a certain aesthetic they have to look a certain way which is insane when you're t- when you realize she's talking about her alleged friends I don't understand why she put it in her close friends. To me, it's giving like you knew that what you had to say probably wasn't going to fly with everybody. Yeah. And then it still came out because somebody in your close friends don't give a shit about <laughs> 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 you. But I don't know. It was weird to me because it's like, <clears throat> why are you putting this much of priority on just going to the club yeah like 
Yeah, I'm sick of, I don't know. I, I feel like in 2022, why are we still like lit about who at the club and who got on what? And just like hardcore clubbing nights. Like why, why is the club your life? Yeah. To the, to the extent that you've got to be having a dress code and a certain body type for people who show up with you. Now, I will say it does sound like she's young as hell. Like that's some immature, like early 20s shit that you would say. Like, cause if you, how old is she? She can't be that old. I don't know, but I I feel like she can't be that young either. I mean, she ain't. But <laughs> for Erica Banks, she's twenty three years old. Yeah, that sounds like some twenty three year old shit. Yeah, the club is her life. Yeah, because like, but you know, the sad thing is, this bitch is thirty years old thinking that way. Oh, and I was going to say, like, yeah, it's definitely grown bitches out here still doing the same shit. But I just, like, how do you call people your friends, like, your true friends, and you're really giving a damn about what they got on, how their hair is looking, what their body looks like, if their nails are done. And then, too, if, if you're the celeb and they don't look how you want and their nails and hair and shit ain't done, why you can't get it done for them if it's that important to you? Right. People feel very comfortable telling other people like what they should do with their bodies, especially if you ain't skinny enough, you ain't thick enough. Like, damn, you Goldilocks ass bitch. Only <laughs> like, <laughs> on top of that, like, girl, you got your body done. Yes, that's the so other part of it. You were literally talking shit about yourself because. And- the girls you're talking shit about was you just a year or two ago. Yeah, literally. But but that's what all this shit is. It's just projection because that's an immature person. And then plus, like, none of that shit matter. Like, the other thing is, like, when you go to a club, we really just going to spend money. That's all it is. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just like, first of all, if you're going to a club, as a celebrity, quote unquote, are you not getting in for free? Are you not getting a section for free? So at that point, like it shouldn't even matter what anybody has on because it's not like what you got on or what they got on is going to be something that's going to put you in a better booth. Like why you don't have that pool already? Because what, what do you know Eric Banks for other than Bust a Challenge? Don't worry, I'll wait. You ain't gonna find it here, like, friend. Girl, who, who are you that people are even wanting to be around you so bad that they finna make sure that they have the flyest fit and hair done, nails done every time they're around you? Like, who the fuck are you? For a couple hours at the club. I don't. People have just lost themselves in this internet uh social media shit to where you feel like you're ne- like you have to be perfect at all times. And I that- honestly feel like it's it's what I call the BBL effect. Like bitches get BBLs and forget who they were before. This is true. Similar like, to uh when fat niggas or or fat women lose weight and now they are now they body shaming. Yeah. That happens a lot. Now you can tell everybody else how to dress for their body. Right. The other thing is that with the BBL uh, delusion, th- that's when when they get the BBL done, which I have no issue. Whatever you don't feel comfortable within yourself, by all means, change it by however you want to. It's your body. But, True, but don't put on anybody else. Right. Don't project your insecurities on me, sis. Just because you're not comfortable in yourself doesn't mean everybody else isn't comfortable in themselves. And then also, when they get that BBL done, they be trying to act like they're uh, like fitness experts, even though they didn't do any of that shit. Suddenly, you're doing squats and showing us how to get the booty that you didn't pay for. Right. The delusion, bro. 
That shit's listen, whatever career she had before now, she gonna have to drop some fire shit for us to forget. (laughs) She gonna have to be like Glorilla at this point for us to be like, you know what? I I forgot about that stupid ass shit you said. As far as I know, she didn't have no career. I don't ever see her. I don't see her in none of my for you shit on Instagram. I don't see anybody talking about her. I don't ever see nobody playing her music. The only thing I saw on her was a couple weeks ago when she was, it was a video of her performing in like a high school and she was like trying to twerk on the <laughs> the kids. Yeah, everybody was talking about that. I didn't see that. That, that was some weird shit. Hey, man. <laughs> Amy grown as women being predators with high school boys, but that's another conversation for a whole nother day. Cause I saw some weird ass fucking tweets from women. Bro, it was weird. Internet, I'm not supposed to know all these people's feelings. I, I I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> but yeah. First of all, ma'am, you're performing at high schools. <laughs> You can't have nothing to say about nothing. Right. You performing at state fairs and shit? Get the fuck yeah. out of here. You can you get three hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you perform two songs. You're performing next to a lemonade stand and you wanna tell us about what bitches should be having all when you go to the club? Get the fuck out of here, bro. Get you some cotton candy. <laughs> go to the Duncan booth. <laughs> try to win some fucking tickets. <laughs> yeah, that shit was just very annoying. And then too, it was like somebody brought up the point that she she's making the video while using a fucking Instagram filter. It, so it's like, are you even really the bad bitch? Not to not to shade any filters, because I love me a good Instagram filter, honey. <laughs> but it's like, how are you going to shame somebody? When you're sitting here using something to alter your own physical appearance. People have lost their fucking minds. Like, this is another clip that just lets, like, that just shows what we're talking about. This is from the So Shameless pod. This went viral. No, this is. Let me ask you a question. Ask me all the questions. How is it that you refuse to understand or take any accountability for your behavior when it comes to how we relate to y'all? No, we don't understand y'all. No, we don't like y'all. Yes, y'all are very irritating. And what the fuck are y'all? No, this is about men. Don't conflate. I'm sexually attracted to women. And that's the that only thing that my, there is. That so you don't want, love us. You I don't, don't want to be with them. us. You don't even like I us. You just want to... F- us and then you deal with the rest of them. I'm talking about there there are men in the world that literally they don't like women and you like can tell women as far as what you like, don't like certain things about women that's you, okay and I don't like certain things about my other male friends I don't like certain things about everybody there are things that we love about women that we you love haven't about named men. any we, what do men love about women that is not a, that has nothing to do with their vagina uh the fuck nigga he backed himself into that corner bro I don't even understand how that conversation escalated to that point yeah that turned into a whole argument yeah like all right, first, first, let's go here. There are definitely men who actually don't. They hate women, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And they, um, they just feel like, unfortunately, they are attracted to women. <laughs> have to deal with them. But they don't respect or actually like them. Yeah. That is not every man, despite what twitter will make you believe mm-hmm. and then also that doesn't necessarily make somebody gay 
true. They're just a uh, misogynist. But it's that that's just weird to me though. Like the it's I've talked like I've known niggas and I've talked to niggas who have been like, who are like that who really they don't love women. They don't like women. They would rather hang out with men and just go fuck a woman and leave. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, bro. Like you gotta. That's some. That's some hurt. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Like, I. I mean, I had like we've all had phases where because of somebody we've dealt with, we'd be like, I hate women, or women have been like, I hate men. Mm-hmm. We have all been there, but that man is clearly like forty years old. Yeah, I guess time for you to. <laughs> you gotta wrap this shit up, B. Out. Wrap it up, B. Figure that out, bro. <laughs> like it's it's giving something, but I don't know what it's giving. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Move the mic a little bit closer to you. My bad. No, that's cool. Yeah, I have seen a lot of posts like that, though, where women are like, men don't like women. They just are attracted to them and they want to have sex. There's definitely the demographic of men who are like that. But then there's, I mean, it's other people. We, well, another thing we, we have to stop doing is conflating one bad take with uh, the takes of everybody else. Like that nigga was saying, men, like, we don't, we, 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 nigga, speak for your fucking self. (laughs) You speaking French over there. It ain't we, it's you, nigga. You got a problem. Personal experiences. Right. And, bruh, you too damn old to be doing that shit. Like, that nigga has gray hairs and a receding hairline. It's time. For you to address whatever issues you got, my nigga. Yeah. If you out here still just out here, I mean, I don't even want to say that because not everybody is looking to be in a relationship. But I mean. But if you can't, if you can't find value in women outside of just having sex with them. Like, or like even even uh, let's just take sex out of it. If you can't find value in having female friends platonically and you're at this big grown age and you yelling about the things you don't like about women, but you can't name the things you do like about women. Like, I don't know, but I, I'm not even saying that as like on some like uh morally superior shit. I'm just saying like, that's some shit you gotta grow out of at least by your early 20s <laughs> cause you're gonna meet a lot of women and uh, most of them you're not gonna fuck Yeah, like 90 something percent of them you will not have sex with and that's not an issue <laughs> but yeah that's that's what I mean it's just crazy that like People can go so long into their lives with like that heavy of an issue with just like dating or relating to the opposite sex. Like you can't find one person that you just enjoy. Like if you can find multiple male friends, why can't you find a female? friend or companions of it basically like based off what he was saying is letting me know that he doesn't even have female friends no and which i i haven't listened to that podcast but it, i mean you got to feel a certain type of way if <laughs> your podcast host is just saying some crazy shit like whoa so where are we at but hey these podcasts are crazy bro uh, Scotty Beam reposted that one, and them niggas were giving that nigga hell. It was men and women just being like, "Nah, nigga, you, it's you." 
<laughs> you got you an issue. You got some explaining to do. Right. Like, nah. I did see some women try to do the homophobic shit. Be like, yeah, they attracted to niggas, really. These are download niggas. Like, shut the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's sometimes that, but it's that's not always the case. It is really just a hatred of women. That's what it is. And I kind of feel like it's a little bit of like God complex in there too, like where men men think that they have no fault in anything when it comes to those situations. Yeah, like. That's the other thing. Like talking about accountability, it's like, sir. Another thing, <laughs> right? Another thing I've seen is that people have made it to where they're trying to normalize antisocial behaviors, almost as like, like I saw this one lady who was saying that she doesn't have friends. She doesn't enjoy having friends. She doesn't like having friends. She doesn't like being emotionally available to people. And I'm just like, yo, if you can't make friends or you don't have friends, that's that's a massive red flag. Red motherfucking flag. People are really making the antisocial slash introverted thing like um almost like a superior thing. Like yeah. I think that they're superior because they don't want other people's energies around them that often, or they just really enjoy their own company and they don't blah, blah. And like, cool, that's all good and well. Like you're supposed to be able to be alone to some extent and be okay. But at the same time, like, not having any friends. Right. You don't have one friend. <laughs> and we're supposed to believe that all of us are the issue. Yeah, that, that you're okay and we're not. Like, get the fuck out of here. Bro, like, look, I look, I am an introvert. Like an actual introvert. Not like you made up internet niggas who say you're an introvert just because you're an asshole. <laughs> I am a reserved person, but in the panoramic, I learned how much I needed to be around people also. Yeah. Like it's one thing for you to like go hang out by yourself when everybody else is out, but when nobody can go out and you can't go out, that shit is torture. I had given up dating until the panoramic. (laughs) Like, but also, like, the one thing I do hate about, like, TikTok especially, they, so many people try to self-diagnose themselves Mm -hmm. with very serious things. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's very dangerous. Like, especially the people that try to act like, uh, they have, like, ADHD or stuff, and they make content based around those stereotypes that's harming actual people with uh, these things and it's desensitizing it just to make content and that's a, a very fucking slippery slope person and you have to have actual relationships it is important to have relationships with other men or if you're a woman friendships and relationships with other women Mm -hmm. it makes you more well-rounded as a person like i was grateful that when we were younger like especially this house was pretty much just a club yeah a clubhouse us just doing stupid young men shit playing video games and beer pong and (laughs) just doing stupid shit that you do with your friends when you're in your young 20s -hmm. you need that experience 
because you'll never have that when you get older yeah. again everybody will have families and jobs and everything you won't just be able to chill in a house full of your people unless somebody dies or somebody's getting married but these young niggas aren't even doing that they're just watching youtube videos of so supposed high value men yeah who are just as antisocial as they are and they're preaching to a sad choir yeah i also think we just kind of need to like <laughs> take the the i guess stigma off of <coughs> Excuse me. Stay at home moms and like what stay at home moms and stay at home wives actually do. Now, it's one thing, you know what I'm saying? If you're a stay at home wife to some athlete or anybody super wealthy. Right. And y'all don't have any kids. Cool. You know, you're probably spending your days having more leisure than a soft life was it but a stay soft era stay at home mom like we gotta like quit believing that just because you don't have to go to work every day that you're lazy or not doing anything at all yeah taking care of a household in general it's a lot of work day in and day out if he's working pretty much means that you're dealing with Everything else, if you're the one that's at home. And that could be finances, keeping the house together, keeping meals together. Like, let's give this shout out because, as we're both two people that live alone, it's hard enough to take care of your house as a a person that lives alone. Do you hear me? I have to like, I have to set a day to, to clean shit or else this shit will get out of hand. Yeah. And then like I only have one off day. So in my off day I have to do all my laundry, clean up, go get a haircut and then do whatever other shit I got to do on that day. And that should be kicking my fucking ass. Yeah. I can't imagine adding a person to this dynamic and then still having to have all that shit together. Mm-hmm. Like, so like if you're able to be a household manager, hey, con- congrats to you, cause you own your shit. You a bad bitch. <laughs> like, let's not look, I'll give you that. You are a bad bitch if you can handle a whole house full of kids and niggas. <laughs> like, just multiple kids. Right. You hey, and you cooking and do all this shit. You the baddest bitch in the fucking world. <laughs> Let's not even talk about the expectations of it. Most of the times like you're still expected to keep yourself fit, keep yourself together. Yeah. Hair nails, toes, outfits, body, mind. Hey. Whew, I Angels among us, I tell you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I like sometimes I'll be looking at my sister like, ooh, we girl, I don't see how you not tired all the time. But she does hair all day, takes her break to get my nephew, feeds him, gets him together with his homework, let him chill for a little bit, probably takes on another client while he's chilling before she gets him ready for his bath, before she gets all his shit ready for the next day of school, packing his lunch, like figuring out co-parenting plans and when he gonna stay with his dad and like on top of dealing with your own shit and your own right hey superwoman I'm tired just talking about it like (laughs) (laughs) I be tired after one shift at work I can't have to do a shift and come home and take care of other people Bro, time I sit down, okay, get back up. That's it. Right, I have a strict. Once I'm in the house, I'm in the goddamn house. (laughs) 
it's like, bro, if I if I had no food at home, it's I'm just not eating that day because I'm not getting back out. No, it's, it's I'm gonna go home. It's a nice little thing called DoorDash and Instacart. Right, Instacart. Hey, as a single person, Instacart is a godsend. Whoever created it, I tell you. I know. I can't. My whole life before this, I was just having to go get grocery. Ooh, and somebody was like, what if we didn't have to go get grocery? Huh. I know. It's like, <gasps> <laughs> that's the shit you thought. Only, like when we were kids, rich people had that shit. Exactly. And now my broke ass can afford okay. it. Okay. I can get my list $65 worth of groceries. That's right. <laughs> I, I tell you that's all I'm getting with these prices right now <laughs> a lot of sandwich meat guys a whole lot of sandwiches <laughs> I try to eat at work as much as possible bro everything's so goddamn expensive man I swear I don't know like I do be thinking I feel like man I gotta find somebody to help me with these bills. <laughs> Every month that'd be me like, what you how am I gonna make it? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the math ain't bad. You be adding up your bills, you like, hold up, how we gonna make this shit? <laughs> it's like that uh that Cosby show clip. He's like, see, I have two hundred dollars left. No problem. There's a problem. You haven't eaten yet. <laughs> Do you hear me? Gas and fucking food, you be like, hey, you be looking towards the end of that week before you get your paycheck. You be like, one of these is gonna have to go. (laughs) (laughs) One of these is gonna have to take a back seat, right? It's like, if I could go down to one meal a day, I think I could make it the rest of the week. (laughs) I'll be skinny and rich, right? It's like. He's like, I mean, I only ate once yesterday and my head's been hurting all day, but I'll be okay. Still made to work. Oh, we got to talk about the Brett Favre thing. Mm-hmm. But also, or we could talk about the PWI dance crew thing. Okay. Okay, so there's a student that goes to USC, University of Southern California, and she started a black majorette group. Mm-hmm. I think it's the Cardinal something. Let me see. The Cardinal Divas of USC. And so when she put the first video up, uh, for the most part, everybody was like, oh, cool. That's what's up. And then the PWI versus HBCU war was restarted. And when are we ever going to let it go? Every goddamn year. And it's always like August and September. Yeah. When the new fresh, when the new freshmen then arrived. And they saying all kind of ridiculous shit. Like that girl a couple of weeks ago, she was, I think, at Cornell. And she was like, it's like we're our own little HBCU. Like, bitch, that's an Ivy League school. <laughs> 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 and then plus, you've only been on campus three Please. weeks. <laughs> you don't know where the library is. Please. But that this was different than that. Like, I felt like she didn't disrespect nobody. She didn't say nothing like, this is just like HBCU. This is none of that. So I didn't have an issue with it. Mm-hmm. Some of these other niggas will be putting on, they cape acting like, I saw somebody say, HBCU grads be acting like uh, they nigga niggas. <laughs> I swear. The most niggas niggas of all time. Ain't nobody out nigga uh, HBC. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can't out nigga HBCU nigga. <laughs> but 
like <laughs> that shit is hilarious because that shit is true. <laughs> but the other thing is like I respect people that go to other schools and make blackness out of those situations. Mm-hmm. It's just like as two niggas that grew up in the suburbs, you have to uh your blackness is gonna be a part of your life. Mm-hmm. And you might as well cultivate the culture at wherever you're at. Which is something I wish we had done more when we were in high school. Yeah. Like, but we didn't know. We were kids. I was thinking. (laughs) I do feel. um, Just like, you know, the whole debate about PWI, HBCU and how everybody always talks about the choices. And, you know, you made this choice to go here, blah, blah, blah. But I was um, listening to Kev on stage, one of their episodes. I don't know if it's the most recent one or not. And he was saying that, like, a lot of Black people that ended up at PWIs didn't just make the choice to go. Like, a lot of the times it was either because it was a college that was in-state that they could afford. um, Because these HBCUs don't be cheap. Um. So if you're out of state, especially. Yeah. Um which is why I came back from way more factors into, you know, why certain black people end up at PWIs versus versus HBCUs. And I wish we could look at it the way we look at like just being a child and growing up in the suburbs versus the city. Like we didn't choose. You know what I'm saying? We didn't choose that. We happen to be in the suburbs with the white folks because of our parents' decision. And so it's like a lot of that still applies when people decide to go to certain colleges. It's not because they're trying to escape blackness or whitewash themselves or assimilate. Um, It's a lot of different things. Like I wish it was not looked at so much on the self-hatred spectrum as much as it is, or like TikTok about um, college mascots and like the history of them. And he did the history of um, Ole Miss mascot and Auburn. He did. Yeah. He did Auburn. He was, he said something like, you know, and this is, I could never, go to PWI and blah, blah, blah. It's just like, do you know how many people actually know the history of their school's mascot before they choose a school? Not many. So, like, get off your high horse. Just because, you know, somebody awakened you to something and you decided to (laughs) look up a couple Wikipedia spark notes, highlights. (laughs) Now you're talking about, oh, I could never, like, please. Most of us ain't making the, uh, history of a mascot before we choose a school. <laughs> and then the other thing too, like we're black in America. Most history behind everything that we deal with on a daily is rooted in fucking racism, my guy. You know how right. many Africans looking at us crazy for being in America? You know how many yeah. Africans it is in other European countries even that's still looking at us crazy for being in America and dealing with the racism that we do. Like can we just not be on that high horse I, all the time? I do think that some some of us do remember how people were talking crazy to us when we decided to go to HBCUs, though. It there was a level of anti-blackness from some people. Yeah. So, like, it's tons of factors that go into things, but it's also why some people ride so hard for the shit because it it wasn't it wasn't an easy decision to go to an HBCU mm-hmm. and you had tons of black people trying to talk us out of going to an HBCU mm-hmm. while at the HBCU <laughs> I plenty of times how my mom told me she didn't want me going to A&M because she's seen all the behind the scenes shit and how they yeah. you know were not not good at handling business and the financial aid office and 
how all the students were going through hell and she was just yeah. saying she didn't want me to have that experience. But I don't think it had anything to do solely with just being black or it being a black institution. No, I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm saying there were actively people that were like, no, I don't want to be around niggas. Yeah. Which is always weird. Like I know people that went to UAH that would talk down on and you know, but be at all our parties and shit. Yeah, right. Be at all the homecoming events. Right. But I mean, that is what it is. I I don't know. I, I've been just thinking lately about like my parents' decision to move us out here. For one, I don't know. I read uh, Jumpman Z reposted this New York Times article. The other day, talking about the how um, starter houses aren't a thing anymore. And then, like people just going for the gusto when it comes to homes. No, people aren't building starter houses anymore. Oh, so therefore, affordable housing is getting stretched even more. It's dead. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I think about. The house my parents bought in 97 and just sold. I think it was like $109,000 in 97. Mm-hmm. And it sold for over 200. And then. By them buying a starter house. They were able to put us in a better situation for going to school. Because mm-hmm. we would end up going to Butler or whatever if we had stayed in the city that upward mobility created a black middle class that I don't know if it'll ever be like that again, Mm -hmm. just based on the way that they're making housing and people are just renting. My parents were able to get a house that ended up paying off down the line. Then get another house. That's how you build generational wealth. Mm Mm-hmm. I, they made the best decision they could have made at the time. Mm-hmm. Did we were we exposed to a level of racism that we wouldn't have been exposed to at Butler if we had went? Yeah, but we had a decent education while still being rooted in blackness. I can't knock people who. Go to a HBC. I mean, go to a PWI, and still have their blackness intact, and know that it's still important culturally. Mm-hmm. And I, it's it's fucking immature argument that people are still arguing about PWIs and fucking HBCUs. As long as you ain't shitting on each other, I don't give a fuck. Right, like we both going to get a fucking degree. And it's and it is where you want. I'm gonna get mine where I want. We both gonna come out with the same piece of paper. Yeah. And I don't know, bro. Like somebody, I'm just tired of some of these fucking arguments because it's not it's not leading to anything. Mm -hmm. It's just another group of fucking HBCU kids wanting to pound their chest for making the decision they made, and I get it. But at the same time. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I'm, I'm tired. Like, what is that? I said, I'm just being honest. Like, my, I'll, I'll say, like, my experience at Auburn probably rooted me in my blackness more than I expected it to. Because being black at a PWI, especially a big one, which most PWIs are pretty big. Um, yeah. You are hyper aware of your being black and your skin tone and how you fit into this culture. And more often than not, I mean, it's it's the same as being in high school and going to church. You have your black friends and you have your white friends. But at that period in life, you experience more things that kind of put you in a place or me specifically. 
I experienced more things that put me in a place where I was not just, I don't want to say like breaking stereotypes, but like actually showing my white friends like certain things happen to me because I'm black. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like I said, it just, it honestly just made me hyper aware of who I was and where I was at all the time. So I don't know, like, obviously it affects everyone differently, but I feel like after a certain point, I came out of being just like lost in the mix of a bunch of white people or trying to just like assimilate to being like, nah, like I am black and I am here just like you treat me as your equal, but also understand that my experience is not the same. And then it kind of just also just opened my eyes too, like, damn bitch, like, no, your experience is not the same. Like, it's definitely still some shit that you gonna deal with being here. And being yeah. like being a, being a black person at this white school is not absolving me of any anything that has to do with me being black in any other circumstance. And from my perspective, like when I went to Grambling, my eye opener was slowly realizing that, like at first. I, I had never been around that many niggas. <laughs> so at first, like, it was just kind of like finding my way amongst it and finding like-minded people with me. But for me, the beautiful thing was I realized just how black I was, even if I had different interests than stereotypical black things. Yeah. Like listening to rock. Like when you meet, kids from California and all of them skateboard all of them like anime and shit or you mean niggas from Chicago or Milwaukee and and they like the same shit you you liked and you thought that it was uh <laughs> it made you not black mm-hmm. cuz you were having to be the face of blackness to these white kids mm-hmm. Who don't know what fucking blackness is outside of uh, what they see on TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for me, it was. It gave me a comfort in my in myself. To know that. Uh, yeah, it's blackness, bro. Like. You can lean into your blackness and still be yourself. But. Like also, like how you said, it doesn't absolve you of the issues of racism. Like the only thing I didn't like when I was uh when we were in college and so we had friends at other like schools that were white, they'd be like, Yeah, but y'all don't have to experience racism. Be like, You do know I'm still black, right? Right. right. <laughs> Every other part of my life is very white. Exactly. Except for when I'm on this campus with all these other niggas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's not Wakanda nigga it's fucking <laughs> like it's just a black dot in a sea of white <laughs> but the way people that don't go to like HBCUs will talk and the way that some of these niggas act like they are it be like yeah it's just Wakanda it's just blackness everywhere it's all it's good and bad like any other thing. All right. But, but speaking of blackness, we should continue this. Um, speaking of Wakanda, I saw Woman King. Really good. I want to see it. I thought about actually seeing it today. Yeah. Um, I recommend 10 out of 10. Really good. That's what, I've heard only good things about it. Man. Marla Davis. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, hey, they said Oscar. Oh, wait, we don't get one for this one. I swear. We all gonna have to write because, honey, 
did the damn thing. Everybody did, but like Viola, we all knew Viola could act her ass off. But with I also heard having- John Boyega was good too in it. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, her having like this type of leading role. I like I couldn't I cannot imagine anybody else playing the role that she played. Literally, like this was written for her. This, this shit was really good. Bomb is really good. I'm gonna really see it. I've seen people talk about uh how it they kind of glance uh, gloss over the Dahomey's role in the slave trade because mm. you know most slaves from uh, Brazil came from the people that they captured. Did not know that. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I feel like this was a good one, but we need some more. <laughs> yeah. So, I was, before we even started recording, I was thinking, we just need to put out like a two-hour episode. Yeah. A good, long, strong. Right. Like we're back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, uh, I'll hit you up. Probably like six or seven should be good. Okay, that's cool. All right, all right, then. All right, play. Bye, bye. Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Episodes come out every Friday. Beom, beom, beom.